Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process. I, of course, am your host, Greg Wareham. we got a great show for you today. We have Corinne Kass. Mm-hmm. Did I pronounce it correctly? You did. K-A-A-S. K-A-A-S, yeah. And, and you're from Harmonizing Homes, which is a home staging company. Mm-hmm. Now, how did you get into the home staging business, It Corinne? was a long process. Um, this is actually my second career. Okay. Um, I... Uh, I was in the business world at first, and I always had an interest in interior design and had studied it throughout the years. So So would you like have a natural flair for it? Yeah. Well, my background is um, I was the daughter of a contractor, so that's kind of in my blood. Got it. Um, He had a lot of interior design friends, so I was always in that world of contracting and interior design. Well, your last name ends in a vowel. Your maiden name, right? Yes, it does. Well, you got to be in contracting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it does. Um, That's so true. But uh, so um, during my career, I went back to school for interior design in New York City. I was living there at the time and then studied there. when I lost my job, then okay. I got kind of thrown into, uh, what am I going to do now? Sure. So I started doing interior design, but kind of had um, a feeling that I wanted to get into the home staging. Okay. Um, so I would kind of played around with that. And then it was in New York City where I started, which was very difficult. Was um, it hard to crack in just based on the nature of the city? It was, and it's very okay. hard to stage in the city, if you can imagine. I can imagine. You know. I was just there this weekend. I was in, uh, at the Met this weekend with my family for oh, nice. Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how you could possibly stage in the city. Well, how do you bring the furniture you in? You dump it on the sidewalk, and then you kind of <laughs> okay. bring it in from there. All right, that sounds fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> so uh, then we moved out of the city and moved back into Ocean County. I'm in Tom's River. And uh, it, took a, it took about four years or so to really start building a clientele, you know, sure. um, working with different realtors and investors and trying to, you know, reach out to different people. Um, so now we're pretty established as, um, that's great. Yeah. Well, and we're doing both interior design and home staging, but mostly home staging. Okay. So, What's the process, right? So when I walk into a house, mm-hmm. I look at it and I go, uh, where's the bathroom and the kitchen and the stove? Mm-hmm. So when you walk into a house, you're seeing a totally different vision as to what you want to do with it. What's kind of the process on that? So 98% of our stagings are vacant. Okay. Uh, vacant meaning there's no furniture in. So either the people have moved out or an investor has flipped the home or sure. it's a brand new built. Okay. Yeah. So we'll go in and what we actually do is we take measurements and pictures of the entire house, um, of the actually the rooms we're going to do. Okay. And the primary rooms are usually the living room, the dining room, kitchen, family room, and the primary bedroom. Okay. Um, so we take measurements of all that and then we um, go back to the office and we actually use like a CAD system and we draw it all up. Okay. And then place the furniture. Like an engineer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then we place furniture in there, and then we actually have a um, inventory system, and then we go mm. through our inventory system to see, you know, do we have a king bed? Do we have an eighty-six inch sofa? Do we have the, you know? And it depends on the style too of the house. Sure. 
Um, once we do that, then we have somebody that pulls all the furniture. Okay. Then we have other stagers that will pull all the accessories, the art, um, pillows, bedding, mm. rugs, everything that goes with that. So now design. when you're putting it into the CAD software, mm -hmm. is it do the, do the colors and everything like that? Well, I have somebody that has just joined us and is um, really into doing all the colors okay. also, which is great, you know. So when we actually give the stagers a picture of it, it's actually the colors of the walls in the floors, so they kind of know how to go with that. Sure. Now, and then as far as the inventory is concerned, because mm -hmm. that's a big piece of it. So, okay, you go in, and this is where everything's going to go. Here's the layout. Here's the colors mm -hmm. and all of that. Like, where do you get the stuff? That uh, comes, depending on if it's a fast, like if we have something we have to do in a few days, I might just go to Wayfair or Home Good or Home Sense or that kind of thing. Sure. But when I do my planning for the year, I'm going to um, bigger wholesale furniture stores um, mm. like uh, Coaster, Furniture of America, uh, diamond, uh, different furniture stores that we use um, that are for the trade also. Okay. Um, but what we do, to, we try to do it twice a year, is go to um, uh, High Point, North Carolina, where they Makes have sense. the spring and the fall show so we could see all the new trends, and which is important in staging because you want to make sure that you're on trend when right. um, you're showing the No, house. it's critical. Yeah, yeah. So you own all the furniture. I own all the furniture. So what do you have, a warehouse? Like, where do you keep all this stuff? Yeah, well, at first, when we, I was just evolving, yeah. I had it in my house. So it was in a basement. It was in a garage. Sure. Then it was getting a little ridiculous. Then we had some storage units. So okay. we had one, we had two, we had three, we had four. And it was like I was taking the whole aisle of the storage facility. Right. And then I bit the bullet and went to... Um, a warehouse. Okay. And I was really nervous about that. But, sure. You know, it's a big so commitment. It is. And I had to sign a lease for three years. The day that I signed it was uh, March of 2020. And we all know what happened after that. Oh, God, right. So COVID hit. We were shut down. Right. Um, and it was, you know, it was hard. It was right. hard, to, you know get through all that but uh we made it we made it thank god <laughs> right. so you have all of this stuff in a warehouse mm -hmm. so you got to catalog everything you got to know where everything is mm -hmm. you got to know what goes with what mm -hmm. you know that's really fascinating because as the average consumer you think all right a house is being staged mm -hmm. all right you're gonna put some furniture in there and make everything work but the logistics, if you own the company, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Yeah. To your point, just about keeping up on current trends. Mm -hmm. What do you think the shelf life is of trends? I would say about three years. And, and not so much of the trends with the furniture, um, you know, like you're actually picking it up, moving it and bringing it back and bringing it, you know, back to another house. So it's a little, you know, the nicks and dings and whatnot. Sure. I mean, you fix it as best as you can with a little paint or magic marker or what, but after a while it gets a little um, worn. Mm -hmm. And what we do then is we sell it or mm. we donate it. Okay. Um, you know, depending on at that time what we're going to do with it. How often do you circle the inventory through? About every three years, okay. I would say, yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
So right now we've gotten a lot of big, big projects. So we're buying a lot more furniture. So as that comes in, comes back, once the house is sold, then we'll get rid of the older stuff. Yeah, because I'm just thinking it through. So if you have a million, multi-million dollar house, you're talking huge square footage. Right. And you have to fill the whole thing. Well, we just did a 10,000 square foot house wow. in Spring Lake. Wow. Um, it, we did not do all of the rooms because it was just... It's just too much. It was too much. So they had um, two, They had a primary uh, suite and then they had a secondary suite. Okay. With a sitting room in each. Right. Um, well, I like this set. We need, I need, we need that. Nick, we need a <laughs> sitting room in my house. We need two of them. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So we did the, both of those. We did the, there was a um, sitting area by a bar, the bar area. Okay. Um, the living room, the dining room. It was an open concept. Um, and then we did upstairs on the third floor. There was a wide open entertainment room that okay. we did up there. So. Plus, I would imagine the things you have to put into a house, a multi-million dollar house like that, it's got to be nice stuff. It's, yeah. So and that was all... lawn chairs and no. lawn chairs in there, right? <laughs> that was all purchased new for right. that. So we're keeping fingers crossed that somebody buys the house and buys all the furniture with it. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you know what works, Corinne? Be, like, how do you know? How do you know what people are interested in when you put it in there and it's going to be appealing to the eye? Um. Because it's not, when I say on trend, it's not like, it's kind of generic on trend. We're right. kind of staying with the whites and blues and yellows. You know, we're just not um, popping purple in there for right. an accent chair, <laughs> right. um, that, which might be in trend now. But um, we just kind of stay very neutral. All our furniture is neutral, and we just accessorize it with the artwork and the pillows and blankets. Mm. Is there ever a need to paint the house at all? Yes. Yeah, so that's a, a different situation. If it's, um, say, somebody's moving um, in an occupied house, say, we'll go in, and um, it's well worth the money to do our consultation. And we actually go in and say, you know, you have to paint these red walls and right. you know the navy blue walls and make it all white, right? Um, or very light color. Um, so, and those that do follow our recommendations actually um, make out well as far as um, their house selling faster. Because honestly, you if you walk in and all their walls are dark, you're going to feel closed in. You, you make a great point with that because people, when it's your house, you have that emotional attachment, right? Exactly. Like, well, I love this red wall. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, that's not appealing to the consumer. They don't no. care about your individual flavor. They want something they can picture themselves in. Exactly. Because they're, all they're looking is like, how am I going to get rid of these red walls? <laughs> right. You You're know? right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're not even going past that. Right. So you want to make it clean and bright. Um when you have, I have an occupied home. So um, what we do is we actually walk through, give them a recommendation and a written list mm -hmm. and they um, do everything that we ask them to do. And if they want us to bring some accessories and artwork in after, we'll do that also. Now, as part of the process to say, here's my written recommendation, mm -hmm. and do people sometimes read it and say, well, I'm not doing this, and they start crossing things out? Does it become a negotiation, is my point? Uh, or you're just like, I can't do this if you don't follow the rules? I can, I can tell them what to, to do, but if they don't do it, 
that's on them. Right. I had worked for one airline pilot that did every single thing that I told him to do. Yeah. Everything. Um, and his house sold for 100000 over asking. That's great. So, uh, but he listened to everything. And yeah. he was in, he had a lot of work to do. He really did. Now, for someone like the airline pilot, was the house vacant that he was selling? No, it was occupied. Um, would it, you mind talking about that a little bit? Because I would think that'd be super complicated to do. It was very complicated. But like I said, he was willing to do whatever we wanted him to do. Because mm. he had his heart set on moving out. I think to Nevada or someplace he was going. Okay. But um, for him, for example, being a pilot, he traveled a lot. So sure. he had a lot of artifacts, a lot of artifacts. Okay. And although they were beautiful, you did not want to come in and see this gigantic jade ship from China, you know. Um, just. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty. Right, but, but not everyone's flavor. No, no. Right. So he actually packed up all the artifacts painted all the walls um the trim was a dark brown and we had him paint all the trim also yeah um we had him get rid of a certain amount of furniture that was really kind of dated he, mm -hmm. he was a bachelor so he kind of you know lived yeah, in his it. furniture yeah. Yeah. black leather sofa you gotta have it yes big screen tv yep. all right yep yep downstairs with the cup holder right. <laughs> was it electric reclining yes there were you gotta yes. have it uh, <laughs> yes heated toilet seats a little bit. um but he was great he was great yeah now he collect harleys so in his garage he had like a ton of harleys and their parts and so we had to kind of like you got to get rid of some of the stuff so he had to get a, a storage unit and okay. you know get rid of things because he had a huge garage but you never know it okay um and he had a hole downstairs where um he had a lot of um ex exercise equipment and whatnot so we edited a lot of that and just mm -hmm. made it look bigger and wider and uh sure yeah but it uh, was good yeah, and that's, that's so he moved everything out, and then you handle everything, right? Mm -hmm. We have the movers, we're mm -hmm. going to move it, here's where we're going to mm -hmm. store it, and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. I think people, the consumer, just they can miss the boat on that. Mm -hmm. you know, people like things that are appealing to the eye. And I know I've said it a few times because, you know, it takes a lot for someone to move their stuff out of their house and do all of that. But if you're going to get 100000 over asking, could be very well worth it. Exactly. But the fact is that they're going to be moving anyway. So start that's getting rid point. of your things that you're not going to be using or you're not going to pay all that money to move that from New Jersey to Nevada. I mean, right. that's going to cost a fortune. That's a great point. So, you know, go through your things and edit what you're going to really want to bring with you and what you don't need. So I kind of love that process because mm -hmm. when being someone who's bought and sold a, a few different houses, mm -hmm. an overwhelming part of that is, okay, I sold my house. What am I going to do with all my stuff? Right. Right. And then, then you have to go for the process right. versus handling the process up front. You know, you're not going to keep everything. Right. So what did you do? Did you get rid of some things? We did. Oh. We did. And then, then if you go up into my attic, mm -hmm. We got a lot of stuff up there. That you just brought from one house to the other. Yeah, because yeah. you bring the stuff there and you're yeah. like, what do we got all this stuff for? Right, right. You know, we moved from a bigger house to a, a smaller house. Mm -hmm. So we were in Sparta, New Jersey, and then we relocated here to, in Monmouth mm -hmm. County. And the house was a little bit smaller, but we got, it's not furniture, it's all the accessories, mm -hmm. right? You got all these mirrors and little tables and things that you just, one, they get dated. Mm -hmm. And two, when we got it all there, we're like, it doesn't even work in the house. Yeah. We should just, we should have given it away. Right. 
Right. Or have a garage sale, get rid of it. But um, but I think part of the problem with that is if you're not talking to a third party, you're blind to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have the objectivity. Right. Because you're emotionally attached to the entire process. Many realtors will help you through the process, too. Right. Um, but some realtors would rather have another party come in and take care of that for them, especially the realtors that are so busy right now. But uh, we, um, they'll always tell you, you know, get rid of your personal items. Take, I'm sure they told you that, you know, yeah. take down your pictures. You know, you don't want to have. So they didn't. They didn't. No. No one wanted to see my four kids. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't picture themselves in the house. <laughs> because yeah. people get sidetracked and they're looking at no. your things. And you don't want them looking at yeah. your things. You want them looking at the house. Right. You want to depersonalize the house. Right. No, that's a, that's a great point. So what are the stats on how much quicker a house sells, if it's staged correctly? Or you know, what's the statistics on if it goes for... You know, percentage over asking price. Yeah, so um, I wrote some of this down because I figured you were going to ask this. Um, 87% of our, our houses that we um, stage sold within 30 days. Wow. Um, 88% sold over asking. Wow. And the average day on market, it was 17. Wow. Now, That's fantastic. Of course, we all know what the market is like right now. And mm-hmm. it's still... It's still pretty hot. Sure. It's just not that much inventory right now. Right. But it is changing. Um, investors that I work with, when I say investors, these are people that buy properties and then flip them. Mm-hmm. They're actually finding properties now to to work with where, you know, last year, year before, they weren't, they weren't finding anything. So sure. Things well, are changing. Yeah, I mean, part of it's market driven. Mm-hmm. But as you and I both know, if pretty houses sell, mm-hmm. ugly houses they don't sell. They don't sell. Or they certainly don't sell for significantly over asking price or sell in a very short period of time. Right. So, and there's a, in the kiss of, in a market like this, the kiss of death is the house been, has been on the market for 60 days. For 60 days, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. So now more than ever, you want to make sure it's it's a price to sell. And then in addition to that, that it it's aesthetically put together to sell right. as well. So we just did one in um, on the bay in Barnegat Bay in Bricktown. Okay, and um, it was uh, it went on the market prior. It was a new construction, so it went on the market prior to being completed. But there was a lot of pushback on it because it was that reverse living. So the bedrooms mm-hmm. were downstairs, and the living area was upstairs. Right. Um, huh. So um, they brought us into stage. Okay. Um, and she, the, the builder had never used a stager before, so this was new for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to basically, you know, walk her through the process and show her what we were going to do. And she was very involved with, you know, the furnish, furnishing selections, which I normally don't do. Sure. But um, I wanted her to be comfortable. And so we did it. And... Um, she was very happy with it, but it, it's a it's a different way of living, you know, where all your family is downstairs and then the living area is upstairs with a a, bat, a, a master upstairs also. So. Sure, no, it makes sense, and it's all the there's just so much detail that goes behind the whole thing. Yeah, because each house, to your point, it's kind of a reverse house. Mm-hmm. Well, that gets staged a different way mm-hmm. than the center hall colonial does, right. that the bi level might, right. that the mansion. 
may be staged. All kind of varies depending on the individual project. And it, and vary, various different types of furniture, and it depends on your demographics. Yeah, um, great point. When you're, you're going to be in... Um, like Oakhurst area, you want things that are going to be a little more shiny and um, very ultra modern. Mm. We're down, say, in Ocean County on the Barnegat Bay. You want things that are going to be a um, little warm, comfortable, um, beachy looking. That's such a great point. Because I'm thinking about your house in Spring Lake. Okay, mm -hmm. well, that is a beachy type of mm -hmm. area. Well, that's different than true suburbia. Right. Right, right. there's no anchors on the wall, and no. I'm not saying that you put one on the right. wall, but you know, there's it's a whole different vibe. Yeah, no flip flops or anchors. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, we're gonna take a quick break, okay. Corinne, uh, and we'll be right back at you, Greg Wareham, and we have Corinne Koss. We'll be right back at you in two minutes. Well, welcome back, everyone, to your mortgage process. I'm, of course, Greg Wareham. We have Corinne Koss today. How are you? Oh, it's good to see you again, Corinne. Thank you. Uh, well, you didn't go anywhere. No. <laughs> Just took a sip of water. Right. So I, I have a question for you about the exterior. Okay. Do you do anything with the exterior? You walk and be like, oh, man, there's so many things I could do to the interior of this property. But when you walk up the steps. That's a good question. Um you want the house to have some curb appeal. Um, even if you're not going to paint the exterior of your house, paint the front door. Make uh, it um, make it a bold color. Make it a you know an orange or red or mm. a yellow. You know something sure. that's going to be attractive. And then, if depending on the time of the year, you want to surround it with some potted flowers or whatnot. But you want to make the yard clean, neat, um, mm -hmm. power wash. If you're, you know, power wash the house, the sidewalk, if you're not going to paint, but, right. um, you need, you need somebody to walk and be going down the street and say, Oh, that house is for sale. It's really cute. Right. You know? No, it's, it's a great point. And the front door is critical, whether or not you're painting it or restaining it. Right. That is your first impression as you walk in is the yard kept. Mm -hmm. And then, all right, I'm walking through the door and then all your beautiful work that's been done inside. Right. And then another thing is odor um, uh, you want to make sure that yeah, don't no, come to my house there's no i told odor. you four kids <laughs> <laughs> and a dog uh, sweaty socks <laughs> two boys two girls they uh, go either way yep yep um sometimes girls are worse but i won't go there that's another conversation yes. for another day um but odor um yeah. especially if you have a lot of animals um, right it, that's important because the first thing you're walking through that nicely painted door and then the odor hits you in the face. So sure. you have to make sure you're going to either, you know, do a deep cleaning, um, shampoo your rugs, try to, you know, eliminate the odors as much as you can. But yeah. Yeah. It makes, it makes sense. Yeah. So what do you, and what do you think is most off-putting? I know smoking would be very off-putting to someone who doesn't smoke to walk into the house. Um, pet odor yeah. to me do you refer that out to someone who can clean it up well yes okay of course but you know i even think twice about if i'm going to put my furniture in here because i don't want that odor to absorb in my furniture because oh, it's soft sense. goods right yeah so you know, that's a tough conversation. That's where you have to have great bedside manner with the consumer as well. I mean, it's hard to tell someone their house stinks yeah. because at the end of the day on it we all humans have a scent mm-hmm Right. And whether or not you walk into my house, your house, Nick's house, whoever's house, they all smell a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And then but we also know certain smells that like pet odor mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that you became a someone may have become accustomed to and tell them, uh, listen, we got to kind of do a little bit better here if we want to sell. Right. Right. Um, and being able to deliver that gently. Yeah. Yeah. 
So if I if you walk into a house, what's the most important room to nail? Um, it would probably be your um, family room. Okay. Um, living room area, I, I would say, yeah, because that's where your family is going to hang. Um, the next one is the kitchen. Everybody okay. loves to be in the kitchen, so we want to make that as um, cozy and welcoming as we can. So even if someone's going to make an investment in paint and those types of things and they want to limit their expenditures, man, you got to nail family room, living room, and mm -hmm. kitchen. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So like I said in the beginning, it's the the living room, dining room, kitchen, um, primary bedroom, um, family, did I say family? And family, family. room would, would be the most important to stage, yeah. Yeah. And you don't need all of the bedrooms. Um, what was happening during the pandemic, everybody was working from home. So we mm -hmm. always made sure we did a, um, if there was a smaller bedroom, we would make that into an office. Okay. So that they could see that. You know, they could have an office. You know, it's interesting because when it's the family room and the living room, they're also generally the most cluttered rooms in a house. Right. Right. So I could kind of see the, yeah, you got to declutter this. We have to, there's a lot of, a lot of work goes into that. Mm -hmm. uh, mostly the family room though. Yeah. That's, you know. And so every, you get the formal living room and right. the family, right. Uh, nobody usually usually uses the, the uh, living room anymore, but the family room, um, what people tend to do is, Oh, uh, buy oversized furniture um, because they would well, they want to be comfortable yeah. um, watching TV with their family and I get that, but when you're taking photos and you're presenting the house, it looks too cluttered. Yeah. So that's, that's a great point. where you have to kind of slim down on the furnishings. That's a great point. I'm not going to let you come into my house with your interior designer background because my wife wants to replace the big couch that I love uh. because it's ugly. <laughs> but it's comfortable yeah right? well see that's what i'm saying exactly. it is it is your your place at night where you're going to sit so yeah. you want to be comfortable but if you're selling your house you don't want that couch there. May, yeah, may, makes perfect sense yeah. yeah so how do you prepare a client to have a home stager come in with working with the real estate agent. Like, is there a, is there a process that you think the agent can help with to kind of prepare people for, Hey, maybe you need to talk to Corinne. Right. And that's usually, uh, New Jersey has been a little slow, um, getting on board with staging, mm -hmm. Texas, California, Florida, um, huge staging, Virginia, huge staging states. Is that because of the new construction in those states, you think? Perhaps. Okay. Perhaps. Um, North Jersey's been big down this yeah. end, very slow. We're mm -hmm. just getting to um, educate the realtors in the importance of staging. Um, many realtors still don't believe in staging. Sure. Um, but there are realtors that um, will approach their clients that I think you need to have your home staged. Um, and they'll call me if, if I'm the, their, their stager or okay. they'll call their stager in. And then um, what happens then is the same process I told you before that we go through the house and um, you know, figure out what we need to keep, what mm -hmm. we're going to get rid of, that kind of a thing. Um, some realtors will pay half of the staging costs. Okay. Um, they'll split it with their buyers because mm. they really feel that it's important to have stage. Sure. Um, other realtors will do the whole thing or some just have the homeowner. 
pay for it. Sure. So. Okay. Ma- makes sense. Have you ever been into a house where there's a hoarding situation? Yes. Yes. And did you handle the whole process with that? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> um, we had, uh, we worked with the realtor, but um, it was more the realtor that took charge on the hoarding aspect of it okay. with getting um, a dumpster and whatnot. But yeah. And they took care of it and you came in, staged mm-hmm. it and sold the house. Yeah. All right, I got the million dollar question for you. Yeah. What does it cost to have a house staged? That's really a great question. Um, so typically, say say on a um, 10,000 square foot plus, it's usually half a percentage, half a percent of the asking price. Okay. Um, for the typical house, um, I... W- like I mentioned before, the the primary rooms, it runs about thirty eight hundred dollars, okay. um, and that's for two months, um, and then it's a, a monthly fee after that to rent the furniture going forward. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Does it get progressively more expensive the longer you need the furniture? Or less no. expensive. Okay. Yeah, it's the same. It's it'll say it's twenty percent of the whole fee, so it'll be the same going forward. Um, and would it be typical that it's a 60 day rental? Yes. In this market. Yes. Okay. It's usually 60 days. You don't need it to do, you know, the higher price houses are going to be on the market longer. Sure. Um, Makes sense. But the typical, um, 500 to 700,000 is usually 60 days is good. Okay. 3,800. I sell my house for, I don't know, 50 plus thousand over asking price. Mm -hmm. It sells in 17 days, mm-hmm. and, it's right? It's a good rate of return. Uh, it's a pretty good rate of return yeah. on it. Yeah, it is. And you're not getting nickel and dime. Like, that's part of it. I think that when, when something's kind of doesn't meet the consumer's eye, mm-hmm. all of a sudden they start looking at other things mm-hmm. that they may not be looking at. Right, right. Right, where if you come in and you're like, wow, you might start, that's what captures your eye, the mm-hmm. aesthetics of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And you don't look as deep, let's say. Right. Right. It's something that you're kind of like, eh, that's, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say that seems really reasonable with a huge rate of return on it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, but that's our average stage. I mean, when we go, um, we have done littler homes, you know, say for the 2,800 and bigger homes for, like I said, you know, half a percentage of asking, um, only because of the quality of furniture that you have yeah. to put in these and the work that goes and in, is involved with the, the sure. larger homes. It's, you know. I mean, you got to buy the furniture. Yeah, yeah. And you you got to depreciate that, I think, on taxes. I would think there's a whole math behind uh, that. There is. I don't get into that. Okay. <laughs> yes, my account does account. Not, Got yes, it, got yes, it. Yes, there is a depreciation on the furniture. What's the timeline look like? From the time, okay, I want to get a stager. What's it take to get the property staged time-wise? Okay, usually it's in with a week to two weeks, okay. depending on um, how busy we are. But we try to get there out. ASAP to see the property. If I can't get out there, I usually have them send me photographs or the listing. If they have the listing up, they'll send me the listing and I can give them a ballpark on just the listing. Um, That usually helps them a lot. And do you ever have people that just want to have it done virtually? Um, I don't do virtual, but um, uh, I refer them to Motion City Media. Um, for we may virtu- or may not know those guys. Yeah, maybe we do. Maybe <laughs> we don't. Um, they do an amazing job. And I'm not against um, virtual staging. But what's happened 
is people look at online and they see it looks great and then they get there and it's like it's not there. Sure. Um, and so it's kind of like you bait and switched them. Right. Yeah. And, and and certain people like Motion City really does an outstanding job. But um, some are really good that you can't tell. But it's when the consumer walks into um, the home and it doesn't see what they um, you know saw online. Sure. No, it makes sense. So unless, that would frustrate me as a consumer. Right. Um, like, what am I doing here? Yeah, it is. A, it's a lot more affordable for um, most of the realtors do um, pay for that themselves. And it is a lot more affordable than... The, the staging itself. And when do you come into the process? Is it usually after a listing agreement's been signed and then they bring you in? Uh, yeah. Okay. That, yeah. Normally, um, if they want us to come in, we'll do that right after a listing agreement. You know, you can even see a market for it with, okay, if you, if you know what the condition of the house is going to be, because people have a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. Even at the time of getting the listing, I could see that having value because you're in there with the creative eye. Oh, here's how we're going to sell it. Here's how we're going to uh, aesthetically put right. it in the spot it needs to be to market it. I, I could actually see a great relationship with you and the re- real estate agent, even at the listing appointment. Right. What we do, I have done in the past, is we'll have a conversation as who are their, what, what are the demographics? Who are they marketing to? Sure. Um, and then depending on that, demographics that's how we style the house so if it's uh you know going to be a family of four you know we might set up a little teepee in the corner of the bedroom and that kind of thing to to make it more appealing to families so when the little girl boy goes running upstairs they'll go you know into the teepee that's a great that's mm -hmm. a great point Mm -hmm. and you know i'm thinking age too has bearing on that yeah right if the age bracket is 60 plus for a particular home versus 35 or under, mm-hmm. it, it matters. There's yeah. different uh, tastes associated with that. And it's great feedback when they, you hear that the child went up and, you know, tagged the room. This is my room, you know, love so. It. I love the TV. Yeah. It's yeah. such a great idea. Yeah, yeah it's, fun. it's fun. And it matters. Yes. It matters. It does matter. Um, so, yeah, like I said before, you know, if, if it's a 65 plus community or 55 plus, we, we you know, do it a little differently. But um, we try to keep it not transitional yeah transitional Transitional, right yeah um rather than traditional that's yeah it makes sense because they're used to the traditional and you know being up north jersey all of a sudden going to come down to the 55 plus so we want to make it different you know you don't want the same old same old that's a great point as well you know it's a new life it's a new birth it's a new yeah no that's that's great exactly so if i was a real estate agent or a consumer or a builder, Corinne, what, and I was interested in staging or having a conversation with an expert like yourself, what would be the best way for me to reach you? Oh, we have a beautiful website. Can I say it? Of course you can. It's www.harmonizehomes.com. Or you can call me at my phone, 917-699-1262. Is there an email address for you as well? There is. It's my first name, C-O-R-I-N-N-E, and my last name, K-A-A-S, at Harmonize, 
Com. That's fantastic. And listen, anyone out there, if you have questions about staging, reach out to Corinne. I mean, you obviously know what you're talking about it, and I, and I love it. So I want to thank you for taking the time to be on the show today. Thank you. I know you're super I busy. It. Oh, it's great having you. Yeah. See, we, it wasn't so bad, right? No, no, it was easy. With that being said, I want to thank you again for being here today. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. It's a good time, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank everyone for listening. Look forward to catching up with you next week. Greg Wareham with your mortgage process. Thanks, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process, hosted by Greg Wareham, produced by Greg Wareham and Nick Pavise at The Social Rift, and executively produced by The Social Rift. Thank you again for tuning in, and we look forward to catching up with you next week.